Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This is a new life program coming to you from Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your host, friend and presenter Samuel Mangi. On today's Bible slot, we'll be having Brother Ian Mose to talk about the good works. The health segment will be brought to us by Fred Bill Otino, and he'll be talking about sexually transmitted diseases. As usual, you have marvelous tunes to spiritually lift you up. Let us now listen to a song, Come and Live Your Tumor by Kurasini Choir. Oh, 
like that song by Kurasini Church Choir. Let us now give room to Fred Bill Otieno with the health segment. Sexually transmitted diseases, that is STDs, are a real threat to your health. STDs are the most commonly reported diseases in Africa. STDs can affect everyone who has sex with a person who is infected, men and women of all ages, racial or ethnic backgrounds, and income levels. Once called venereal diseases, STDs are infections or diseases that you get by having sexual contact with someone who already has an STD. More than 20 STDs affect both women and men. Among them include HIV-AIDS, gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis, and human papilloma virus. Health problems from STDs tend to be more severe and more frequent in women than men because many times women do not have symptoms or delay getting care. Also, there are STDs with which men don't have symptoms either. Although some STDs can be cured, other STDs are incurable. STDs affect physical health, emotional health, and quality of life. Some STDs can cause life-threatening conditions, particularly when they are not treated. STDs increase your chances of getting infected with HIV. In women, they cause pelvic inflammatory disease, which may lead to chronic pain, infertility, and pregnancy in the fallopian tube instead of the uterus or womb. Also, STDs increase a woman's chances of getting cervical cancer. If your partner is pregnant, having an STD can cause her to go into early labor pains, causing her water to break early and causing uterine infection after delivery. If your partner is pregnant and has an STD, the STD can hurt the baby by causing him or her to have problems like low birth rate, eye infection, pneumonia, infection in the bloodstream, birth defect, chronic liver disease, or dying in the womb. If your partner is pregnant, she should be screened for STDs so that treatment can begin right away and you can avoid hurting the baby. If your partner is pregnant, and has any sexual infection, it is important to get it treated immediately. If your wife or partner is breastfeeding, talk with your healthcare provider about the risk of passing the STD to the baby while breastfeeding. If your partner has HIV, she should not breastfeed because she can pass the virus to the baby. If she has chlamydia or gonorrhea, she can continue breastfeeding. If she has syphilis, she can continue breastfeeding if the baby does not touch the source. Breastfeeding mothers who have trichomoniasis should know that the disease is not dangerous to the nursing baby, but the medicine used to treat it may be harmful to your baby. If you are prescribed a single dose, stop breastfeeding for 12 to 24 hours after you take the drugs. Talk with your healthcare provider to see if you can take a lower dose of the drug 
which can be safer for your baby. If caught early, most STDs can be cured. Some STDs never go away, though, and need to be managed by you and your healthcare provider. If left untreated, some STDs can cause long-term scarring and infertility. The bottom line is that it is best to prevent infection from the start. Another common STD is HIV AIDS. HIV destroys certain kinds of blood cells, which are crucial to the normal function of our body's immune system to fight illness. HIV has no cure and needs you to be faithful to your partner or abstain from sex before marriage. For a Christian, it is safe and best to abstain from sex before marriage. People who are infected with STDs are more likely to get HIV if exposed to it through sexual contact and also are more likely to transmit HIV. Lastly, if you're a father to a sexually active teenager, your child has about one in four chance of getting an STD. Protect your family. Educate yourself and those you love on how to protect themselves from STDs. Teenagers want good and solid advice on sexual issues from parents. That means you are the best resource. That concludes our programs for today on sexually transmitted diseases and HIV AIDS. Thanks for listening. I have been your presenter, Fred Billy Otieno. Thank you so much for being with us. Remember to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program. Send them to the producer, Adventist All Radio, PO Box 422-764-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I'll be back after this track, Hyatt Nayoyaona by Kurasini Church Choir.
Quench your spiritual thirst. Please stay tuned until the end. Be blessed. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I greet you. Welcome to our study and feel at the feet of Jesus. I am a presenter, Ian Muse, and our topic today is the good works. Let us read from the book of Luke, chapter 19. And the publican, standing afar off, would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humbled himself shall be exalted. God says, you are forgiven, to the tax collector. Is he therefore a different man? In one way, he certainly is. He came as a sinner to stand humbly before God, and now he goes home covered with Christ's righteousness. But the bigger question is, will he behave differently now that he knows he's been justified? I strongly believe that if you are truly saved, you will show a definite change in behavior. The fruit of the Spirit will be made manifest in you. So just imagine that for whatever reason, Pilate told his soldiers, I want to let one of those thieves go. So his soldiers chose the one who Christ guaranteed access to heaven on resurrection day. And they removed the nails and bent his hands and feet so that he will heal. He's scarred for life, of course, but he lives. Do you think he would have been different? Would he have returned to the sins that put him in bondage before the moment Christ freely gave him forgiveness? If he did willingly return to the sins of his past, do you think he was a true believer on the cross? I'm only asking because to me, real justification can be witnessed by the attitude and behavior of the one who has been saved. Don't fall for the lie that Christians are never to talk about good works because that makes them legalists. The Bible is filled with apostles and prophets talking about how important good works are in this world. It's not a sin to do good. It's not wrong 
to stop sinning. Likewise also the good works of some are manifest beforehand, and they that are otherwise cannot be hid. 1 Timothy chapter 5 verse 25 This passage shows us that the works of the saved are evident because they are good. You will know a saved person by their fruit. 1 Timothy chapter 6 reiterates that they do good, that they be rich in good works. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 The person who wrote this passage in the Bible is the same person who wrote that we are saved by faith in Romans. It's the same person who said righteousness is received as a gift. But here in Ephesians, Paul says that we should care about our works, that they make a difference in the end. He says that if we are justified, we have been remade to do good works. In all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in doctrine, showing uncorruptedness, gravity, and sincerity. Titus 2 verse 7 Christians shouldn't treat the phrase good works like they are dirty words. It's a wonder to me why people get upset when we talk about the fruit of good works. How will the host of the universe and the people on earth know that you really are for Christ unless you have something to show for it? When you're saved in Christ, a new power is given you to live a new life. This is what James is talking about when he says, Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness and he was called the friend of God. James 2 verse 23. That's how a man is justified by works. Abraham believed that was his works. He believed enough to offer up his son. Jesus supports this interpretation. John chapter 6 verse 28 to 29 is an extremely important passage about works and faith. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. What are those works that Jesus is speaking about? Belief? Read that passage again. This is the work that ye believe. Does it take effort to believe? Yes. Sometimes you don't feel like believing, and you need to pray that God will give you the courage and strength to believe in his word. There is an effort involved in trusting God, because our whole nature has been driven to, to believe in the lies of the devil. He makes us doubt by twisting the evidence and we doubt those things we cannot see. So God knows it takes effort to believe that you must choose it. But if you pray, he will gladly help you believe. Listen to this wonderful quote. By his perfect obedience, he has satisfied the claims of the law and my only hope is found in looking to him as my substitute and surety who obeyed the law perfectly for me. By faith in his merits, I am free from the condemnation of the law. He clothes me with his righteousness, which answers all the demands of the law. I am complete in him who brings an everlasting righteousness. He presents me to God in the spotless garments of which no thread was woven by any human agent. All is of Christ and all the glory, honor and majesty are to be given to the Lamb of God which taketh away his sin of the world. First Selected Messages 396 Believing is sometimes a challenge because it's so hard not to give ourselves credit and say, Lord, I'll help you make me a good person. Or Lord, I thank you that I am not like other sinners. And here is my list of good things I've done for you. I can be hard to lay aside all of our filthy rags 
disguised as righteousness, to let go of our pride, and to confess that he gets all the glory for our righteousness. We are justified as a gift, through no action of our own except believing in that gift. The Bible says that if we will humble ourselves to this truth, God will lift us up. Don't let your lowly pride get in the way. Rather, let God exalt you as his good and faithful servant by believing in his gospel. And the good news is a very simple truth. Thank God for that. We can come before God and say, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. We can pray, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. We can ask, Lord, please see Jesus' righteous raiment and not my filthy rags. Yet we can also say, Lord, help me show others your grace in my life. We can pray, Lord, use me as your instrument of good works. We can say, I believe, and so I will obey if you help me, Lord. This is my prayer for you, that you may experience the saving grace of our Lord, accept his righteousness by faith, and grow the image of his Son, Jesus Christ. And may your faith work by love that purifies the soul. Amen. Thank you, listener, for your time, and God bless you. I was your presenter, Ian Musi. Thank you for making Adventist World Radio your favorite station. It has been great and I hope through the masses of God you'll join me next time. Don't forget to send your thoughts about this program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 422-76-00-100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a host, friend, and presenter, Samuel Mang. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed. Take it, me up, Yesu,